Hello again, and welcome to the second installment of the Metric Minute, brought to you by Volt Performance. I'm Kareem Durkawi, and in this episode, we'll discuss braking impulse, a key component of the eccentric phase. Simply put, it represents how much eccentric work is done from the instant a person starts applying the brakes to the lowest point of their squat, as seen in the photo to the left. Impulse can be thought of as the area under the curve, or in other words, the square footage of work completed. Braking impulse tells us two very important factors about the eccentric phase. The first is how much force is generated leading up to the isometric point. A larger braking impulse will increase the force at the isometric point, therefore giving a better start for the concentric phase. Power production and jump performance are directly correlated to concentric impulse, but we'll discuss that in a future episode. The second point to make about braking impulse is related to asymmetry analysis. By examining this aspect, we can see which side does more work to decelerate the body during preparation for a jump. This clearly has huge implications in injury risk reduction and throughout the rehab process. Landing phase results should also be compared with similarities to this kind of metric. The take home message is that braking impulse sets the stage for the concentric phase and can give a great idea of loading preference asymmetry. Force decks can also make relative comparisons based on body weight. So we can compare between athletes, position groups, or before and after training and rehab interventions. For more information on this and other force plate testing concepts, please feel free to reach out to us at vol.com, the email listed, or any social media platform. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way, and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And you know, today, guys, I want to kind of talk about something that's been on my mind for a while, and it's something that I've been really, I guess, fortunate to have the conversation with a few people around the country of late. And, you know, really, what, what I'd like to talk about today is, is leadership and kind of uh, where we're at right now when it comes to the world as we know it here in 2020. And some things that I really think are starting to rear their heads a bit. And this really kind of came full circle when a coworker of mine uh, posted a quote on his story the other day. And that quote is from Max DiPierre, or Dupree, I might be saying that wrong. And I kind of want to touch, you know, the, the three parts of this. This is the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality, 
The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. And I think that really that that hits a lot. And I think the first part, as he mentions in that post, um, seems to be the most important, although it's probably the most avoided right now. And what I mean by that is, you know, in this world that we're living in during this pandemic, the Defining what reality is, is important. And I think that there are two parts to this reality that we in the performance world, and that's everyone from nutrition to strength conditioning, to the sports science, to sports medicine, to PTs, to sports psych, all of us. I think where we, we kind of have these confusions around two parts. And the first part, I think, is when we look at everything that's been going on for the past, whatever now, seven months, all the Zoom meetings, all the discussions, all the planning, all the building, all the looking at the who's, what's, where's, when's, why's of what's going to happen when we come back. We've looked at these policies, these procedures, these programs that we've built, these progressions and all those things. And what we've expected is for people who have never said no to people to start to say no to people now. And we were wrong. Based on what I'm hearing from a lot of people out there, the commonality is, is that if people were not willing to say no to people before all of this, they are continuing to not say no to people today. Now, with all of these things that we've been putting together, right, there's been procedures and policies and progressions to help A, protect the athletes from themselves and others, and B, prepare them to be ready for sport practice. But if whether or not you have tried this with other teams and the progression worked or did it, or there were some things that changed or they weren't, most of these things that have fluctuated have been because people have reached out and said, we want more, we need more, we have to do more, whether it be to governing bodies or administration or whatever, and then they just fold and give them what they ask for as opposed to taking a step back and looking at what has been happening and evaluating the situation as is. Now, if this is how it's always been, unfortunately for us, I think we might have been a little prudent in thinking that it would change. Because if it has never been that way before, why would we expect them to change all of a sudden? Why would we expect just because something may have displayed success that they would stand up and have everyone follow this and, and not uh, not bend to the pressure to allow people to do more. I don't know if that necessarily is anyone's fault but ours for maybe falling for that, right? Like sitting here and thinking that these people that were always, oh yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other thing for these people – we're now all of a sudden going to say, whoa, pump your brakes. we got to make sure we're doing the right thing based on this, what this other group has to say. But all of that ties back into the second reason why I think this whole you know, definition of reality is something that's been challenging. And that is that since really there's been a turn in the last five to six years from going to competitive to the student-athlete experience, and I've heard a lot of people in these conversations talk about this, it really has flipped all of this to go from not just what the student-athlete experience is, but really 
valuing the feelings of the athlete over the safety of the support staff. You know, we've been, again, going back and we've had all of these policies, procedures, and progressions that we've built to try to protect the kids and try to protect everyone there, whether it be the general students or the faculty or the staff themselves or all of us, really. But now the fact that things are so fluid and there isn't any true definition of what rules, regulations, and whatever they may be are, there is some fluctuation to reality. And what this reality does is then allow for, you know, cracks in the foundation and ways for people to continue to do things. Whether this behavior is good, bad, or indifferent doesn't matter. But if it starts to put people in compromised situations and there are no protections or policies or anything of that nature set up, then what does that mean? What that means is, is that if there are people who are worried that because of this, that they aren't in a safe place to be, but these people who have continually not had the ability to say no, say, well, because of X, Y, or Z, kind of too bad, really displays what we're talking about there. And I wish that this was something that I had only heard once or twice, but this is something that really I've heard quite a bit around the board. You know, a lot of people that are sitting here and saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, when really the yeah, but is time out. There's people that are worried about what's going on here and how it's going to impact their health because you're putting them in a tough spot. Let's pause for a minute and make sure that everybody's okay instead of, well, we don't really know because this rule or that rule or this policy or that policy. I don't know if that's necessarily any form of reality. All that is is really a backdoor way of not handling any sort of issue, which then goes to the next part. And if the leader is the servant and the people who are doing the work are telling people that there are issues or problems or whatever it may be, and they are not being addressed, then what really is it, right? Like, where are we going and what are we doing? And I wish, again, that this is not something that I had heard from multiple people, but it's something that we need to start talking about and we need to start addressing because there are people being put in compromised situations, whether it be being asked to perform workouts in really unforeseen circumstances and asking people who are not supposed to be doing things to do things and sort of setting ourselves up to be in bad places or bad situations. All of this, right, needs to be addressed. Like, where are we going with this? And why Why is this going to be okay? Well, it seems to be the part that ends it that people seem to get the most tricked by, and that is that the last is to say thank you. And at this point, if there isn't support and there isn't protection and there isn't, hasn't been guidance all the way through and these you know, tertiary situations that seem to arise were not accounted for or thought of and, and prepared for and planned to be taken care of, then I think that these thank yous are nothing more than pandering in this situation 
people trying to use that to butter people up to make sure that, you know, we really appreciate everything and we really worry about you and we thank you for being the front lines and being there working with all of these young people at this time. That's great, but if we all have these concerns and we all continue to bring them up and none of them are being addressed, how much weight does that thank you have? Now the worst part about all of this is the fact that what I'm doing, I don't have a solution. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to stop. I don't know where to, where to go. And I hate the fact that all I'm doing is taking different things that people have said and different things that people have brought up and just bringing it out in another podcast. But I think we need help. And I think we need to figure out what to do and how to do it and where to go. I just wish I had the answer. And this time, I don't know if I do yet. But we're working to find the answer. And I'd love to hear if there is any way that any of you all have found an answer. Because it's scary. And it's scary when you hear it from multiple people saying the same thing in almost the exact same terms. How do we expect people that never said no to say no now? At the end of the day, when we're stuck in these situations, it seems as though the feelings of the kids means more than our health. That's petrifying. And it's petrifying because... I'm hearing it, again, I'm hearing it from multiple people. And not just people in this state, that state, or the other state. People from all over the country. So how can we be better? What do we need to do? It's kind of scary. It kind of sucks that nobody has the answer. And it kind of is crummy that because this time is so unique that it's really easy to fall back on the well, but that we all seem to hear. But until the well, but starts coming from us, I don't know if we're going to be able to start to make the change. So keep doing the right thing. Keep doing what's best. But most, but most of all, Take best care of yourself and the staff and the people that you get to work with every day. Because if we continue to be put in these compromised situations, who knows where we're going to be tomorrow. As always, I truly appreciate everything you all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.